before I let my lovely 5D collective go, we have some love messages, channeled guidance. And if you're a person who believes in the devil or evil, uh, you're not on the right podcast and you're looking for 4D collective readers and channelers, the ones who actually still believe in that stuff. 5D Collective knows of the scientific methodology, although I am a woo-woo lady because I'm a 5D mystic. So, of course, uh, for the people in the empirical group, there's woo-woo lady because of explaining things with the metaphysics, esotericism, and other terminology since I'm not a science person. And that's because I did not want to join that uh, academic career. Yes. And I was not interested in only one subject matter and stuff like that. But um, anyways, this is a side note. I'm channeling something specific because there's a little bit of energies around. And I'm not really sure of which one of the many events. Because I know we have a new moon coming up. But I think it must be one of those retrogrades or galactic energies. And on that note, when you are in the experience of being aware of yourself... That's what consciousness means. When you're pure consciousness, this is unconditional love. And as a person, it means you know how to be in a mind that allows your brain to move towards integration of the brain. So you use your lovely eight senses is what I got from Daniel Siegel. So the five, sight, hearing, taste, touch, olfact olfacting or however it's called smell then we got the interception or introception so you being able to have your sixth sense which is knowing or being aware of the signals of your muscles and your bones um, the energy that comes from the region of your body like genitals lungs heart and even as you speak, you're able to be aware of those sensations. So interoception, you can be aware of it while then also entering a state of flow. And here's where our seventh sense, according to lovely Daniel Siegel, beliefs, attitudes, intentions, those mental activities, and they are definitely a part of the construct that we get to create if we're having introception while we also have our five senses and then we have the eighth a sense of relationship across time and space to others so a sense of connection connectedness interconnectedness and when you're able to look from the lens of Daniel Siegel uses mind sight and so that's where you would be aware of yourself you have insight into yourself And then you can also have empathy for another person if you're with another person and alongside that integration, which means you differentiate and link. So I'm a person in a body, you're a person in a body. You will have a different way that you might react to events and I will have different ways from you. And when it comes to love, as Sadhguru points out, it is our nature and as also, Stephen Porges points out, it's when you're in your ventral vagal nervous system. And this is the part that people don't understand about love when they don't know about what it means to be a human because they have no 
trauma-informed or somatic-informed or sensory-motor-informed aspects. So when you don't know the updated information regarding being a human being and our inner well-being for the updated good mental health community. And here's where, as a 5D mystic, in the absence of any of this stuff, I had noticed already from the beginning of my personal ascension that my panic attacks were not related to me. Even though I knew, of course, it can be related to me, but I'm a clean bill of health. I moderate with a lot of things, you know, and the checkup. So the part that was clear was because I was doing my due diligence and the aspects that would come up, there was nothing, nothing in my nervous system, nothing in my hormones, nothing in. So this is where I don't prefer sharing that aspect simply because I would say that it's common sense to anyone to double check that you're healthy. But this is where the 5D mystics and just any mystic, people who have clairs, they end up getting labeled like a hypochondriac or social anxiety. We have words that others will use and here's why we're not scientific people because it's dehumanizing and we don't need it to be demystified uh how can i say this when people within the scientific methodology do what they do and that's not all of them today we have a lot of beautiful mixed in-betweens which is why it's beautiful and that's nice but what i'm trying to get at is that no people who embody experiences like labels. In fact, actually, now that I have you here, let's look at Patrick Tiahan. He recently shared something on, along those lines. And in his case, he actually was talking about, I need to grab my other phone, but he was talking about the terminologies. He's a therapist, but he's also a childhood trauma survivor. And he talks about how important it is for a person to not feel basically like a label, but to share the story. So not to take away from the story of a person's trauma, childhood. Because obviously, again, he's a childhood trauma survivor, so he is aware of how it feels to be labeled. And this is why, as a 5D mystic, unlike 4D, who's like, oh, they're basically pissy at people. And it's not about not being pissy. It's that that's a ego that's sensitive and bruised versus an adult who understands they don't embody the experiences. That's all. So let's create a different conversation. Whenever I have been talked about as woo-woo, I'm okay with it because I know I'm woo-woo. But I also know that I'm not crazy. And nor are people who have intuitiveness. And, and, and anyways, that word crazy, it was used in a time that is no longer in the past. Today we have a lot more trauma-informed individuals and the ones who are grown-ups, they try to explain why you want to have a little bit more, I think the word is candor. And again, not everybody wants it. Some people, what was it? I shared with you about that meme that somebody shared with me. It was a meme about, are we creating a soft generation? And it was this video on Instagram of some father allowing his child to basically go to get electrocuted near a plug because, you know, that's where uh, I wouldn't call that getting soft. I would call that allowing us to not create more unnecessary, unresolved trauma into children and, you know, transgenerational. Like I 
call that us growing a brain and learning how to use this brain that is also mine that's what i call it but hey you know again some people want the silverbacks apparently so patrick tiahan he i'm going to read it because i don't know what msw is but maybe some of you do something he says i've noticed since my msw program 10 years ago he says whether i was working in community mental health or inpatient psychiatry or an outpatient clinic in all assessments there would be this technical clinical jargon to describe the client he says if you go look up what a mental status exam is you'll see what i mean and then he says are these words on the left helpful and he says yes they're very helpful to describe something going on in a person's in the person's present but in my experience in mental health it stops there he says quote unquote there we fixed it you're dysthymic and probably need meds you're all set he says why is the person given that diagnosis dysthymia question mark he says why what got them there question mark again he says what life events have they gone through question mark it's not just genetic period he says our stories matter more than the terms the story also points the way out and how to recover by looking at what the person didn't get what emotional impact do you feel when you read the text on the right compared to the left and he has this meme where he says to only talk about their symptoms is to dishonor their story and so personalization he has the story they made it very personal flooding then he has the story i hold the wolves of my childhood at bay for now dissociation the story my mother would interrogate me for days flashbacks the story i saw daily violence and violation in my family dysthymia i think i've been depressed since the first grade i don't know another way to be hypervigilance i started getting up at night to check on my siblings derealization my parents were lifeless and avoidant anhedonia i spent most days alone and ignored dismissive avoidant being connected meant manipulation substance use disorder i found a way at 12 to deal with the pain of my abuse so this is only one meme of this lovely patrick tiahan he's on youtube and he's a therapist he is a licsw So I'm not a therapist, don't plan on being one. I create content to support people on personal development and I get trauma informed because I began being able to since I have the possibility and the interest to support people on their inner growth journey, meaning to be yourself, and I got to find out a lot of stuff. And here's where I had noticed through my own ascension that I was not and I to day do not consider myself a hypochondriac. I do however have this sixth sense of the introception and that is the signals of my muscles and bones and every single little moving of energy yes yes that i do <laughs> and i have the same brain that everybody else does and the brain is an anticipation organ so it's always getting ready for the next moment after now and as we all know my lovely emotion of fear we all have it but some of us actually dominate with that threat emotions anxiety which is not good or bad and i mean i think it's better than anger even though it might be just as uncomfortable but in a different way i find it better than anger because at least i'm not making up assumptions about people that are erroneous and that make me 
into what I would consider a quote-unquote mean person, but they're not a mean person. They're a person who's using a threat emotion like I am when I'm in my own fear states and da-da-da-da. So here's again, labels are very straightforward. Being able to talk about them like adults, very straightforward for those who have compassion in the forefront instead of, are we growing soft? And even though I get it, because I do know what it was like to live in the 1996, and that's not even back in the 1950s, which is probably why I'm a way better at being compassionate than those who are not from my generation, who have an even harder time understanding the present generation, and they actually do think we're going soft. And I mean, I love the comedians. I think of one of them, I think his name is Patrick, I think, but I forget. He's, uh, he's done a TV show, but he makes fun of all the allergies in one of his comedian, comedic skit. is hilarious because he's like, does anybody remember Shellfish Guy? <laughs> and he does this bit, this bit about, uh, you know, imagine if you were way back in the day where they were sitting on those, uh, you know, the, the workers for, what is it called, for construction work, and the guy would be gluten intolerant or something. He's like, oh my gosh, you gave me cheese, you know, and need to get off, need to get off. And he's like, oh, there you go, you go off, they kick him off. So he's teasing, you're like a little wimp, okay? And he's making fun of it. And here's where, do we really want humor to end? Because the ego-sensitive people are like, oh, how insensitive are you? <laughs> no, we don't want that, we don't want that. Can we be grown-ups about it? That's what's happening right now, is yes, we can. This is the 5D collective. So the mystics are involved. We get to bring together 5D mystics. I'm trying to do this because I don't see any of them out there. So when I see readers talking about energies and they're, and they're doing their reading for their 4D collective people, I get it because they're all the adaptive children who have an inner child wound and they're playing a game which isn't a game. They don't know they're playing a game. They don't believe in unresolved trauma. They don't believe in, they believe they're special and they're going to save people or whatever it is they believe. It doesn't, it doesn't even matter right now. The message for love today is, is, is one that is to be compassionate because you don't know what a person has been through and you don't know how they feel for real, not pretend. Like, you know, this to me is a very straightforward concept. It seems challenging for reasons that I to this day do not comprehend. I have more words than I've ever had to describe something that was intuitively something I understood as a kid, which is just, you are in your own body. I'm in my own body. I was three when I was like, you can't spank me, mother. And yes, my two-year-old tone is still rude because I was a two-year-old saying, you can't spank me, or three-year-old, whatever the age was when I began to be able to move and do, like, don't, leave me alone, let me be me. And it's not because of being more special, the whole spirituality process, which I get it. I get the beauty behind hearing. And that's why we, we use words that embody what it is to be a functional adult, like Krishna Lila. It's because we can embody that. I, I know what it means. I know what it means because I experience it when I'm in the depths of the profound with curiosity or... I mean, that's the part of why and how I know that fear is the one emotion for me personally that is not yet matured because I don't have Krishna Lila with it. I have to actually get more of Krishna Lila. This is the, the part of physical mastery. So here's where the aspects that I've learned about and that we will continue to talk about with mysticism terms, but with the human element is to create a conversation for those of us who are woo-woo 
because obviously I'm channeling guidance. Do you think that someone who is a scientific methodology person is listening to channel guidance? No, they're not, because they will be looking at whatever their list of scientific methodology. But I presented you Patrick Tehan for a reason, because that is grounded in a person who is a therapist and who is making a point. And his point is very true and accurate and to be taken for what it is. And there are people like Patrick who can talk about their unresolved, or actually he obviously, I'm sure he keeps on staying up to date with his therapy because I don't have childhood trauma, but from what I've gathered and how he spells it out, and he even had in a hashtag flashbacks. So for all I know, he had a flashback or he is, um, no, there is no flashback here. I thought I saw a flashback. Yes, there are flashbacks, toxic family story. So depression, anxiety, derealization. I would say that he can create a community of people because he can say, I know what you went through. That's the whole point of what you build a community for in the first place. It's people who can appreciate each other. For me, our community is humanity, but obviously, again, being a mystic, I'm, I'm, I'm in a group that isn't the scientific methodology people, and it isn't, though, spirituality alone, and it's definitely not just the ones in between, because, I mean, the reality is the ones in between, they drive me crazy when they're talking about karmics, third parties, and they're insulting individuals that are part of their oversoul, and they're insulting them to me because they have no compassion and they have no actual awareness of the words they speak and how they're talking about somebody that's a part of their oversoul, their actual oversoul. Okay, so it's one thing when you're channeling for the collective and it's another thing when you pick up on your oversoul. And we're going to get into the love messages because see, when I got to get clears quote-unquote, we all probably have them, but when I became active, I found it beautiful because I was able to immediately find a website that led me to know what we were headed towards. And as I moved into expansion, I found it exciting. I did not enjoy the panic attacks. I still don't enjoy, again, working with the element of fear, the emotion. I am not going to be able to uh, enjoy it as long as I don't have all of Krishna Leela, which hopefully <laughs> it happens sooner than later, just because. And see, I laughed because here's where I think of Sadhguru. When he was interviewed or it was one of his, one of his groups where he's, sharing with the community of his that he gets nudged by Akash. And this nudge, I know of it very well. And this is the part of when you already know something, but you don't know all of it, but you know it. And anybody who's a 5D mystic that's tuning in, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, it's okay. You don't have to. It's not a special anything because at the end of the day, it's everybody's journey, body, First, you want to align yourself to the human you, and then you might begin to get other experiences, and really it's not anything special because maybe you have a different journey. Maybe your journey is to explore, I don't know, the ocean or some other topic and not to have the relationship with Akash, with consciousness, with the sphere. But if you do, it's cute. It's cute to have it in a specific way. 
And if you don't have it in a way of spirituality or mysticism, you'll have it in a way of, I already knew that. It'll be very grounded in your day-to-day, for example. But love, the part about love, love is our nature. Sadhguru says it, and I explain it. As Stephen Porges points out, it's when you're in your restorative embodied self because you're in a ventral vagal nervous system state because you have an integrated brain because you're able to sit with all your emotions and be able to be in your prefrontal cortex. And that's as straightforward as it gets. And being able to have compassion is you realizing you're not another person. You will never know what they've been through. You can assume everything you want. You will never know. And that's it. So the oversoul, when we pick it up, a 5D mystic will not in any way, shape, or form be disrespectful. And it's because it's family. It's loved ones. These are people we know. It's always going to be someone you know. And I mean, I was a teenager. I'm like, I wouldn't hang out with people I don't trust. (laughs) I'm not stupid. And here's where I'm not. Like, I don't hang out with people that I have not began to trust or that I've known for a while. Otherwise, that's the point. I wouldn't know you're a stranger. And it doesn't matter if people choose a different state of consciousness. So that means they don't move into their grown-up version. They don't become disowned because they don't treat us in the way that we think they should treat us. It's another bullshit statement that people who have it, I get it, but they're not in the love button. They're not in their purusha prakriti. When they get here as a mystic, they'll know what I'm talking about. Until that day, we leave it alone. But the channeled guidance is that some people are right now going through something different. It's not my collective. My collective which I know I'm channeling for you, you all are knowing where you're headed. You've chosen love. You've chosen to expand whatever you are dealing with. You're dealing with from within you. There are other people who are not. They've chosen not to expand. And that's not good or bad because they won't know any different because the movies are what they are. But to label a person and to have a way that you read about what they're going through and uh, serves you right. It's not about knowing that they could do more. It's the serves you right part because when you don't, again, live the person's childhood, you don't know how they came up with their own story and you don't know what they're feeling inside and you don't know trauma-informed. See, I know about the trauma-informed stuff, which is why I've grown more compassionate and more understanding, but in my body I've always known if somebody's not able to make the best of their life, there has to be a reason. The time I was the least compassionate was when I was a teenager because of my black and white thinking. We all will have that. But here, my deal was God gave you life. According to what they taught me, it's a sin for you to kill yourself. You cannot take your life away because you have been given the gift of life. You're supposed to cherish it. I was given those directives as a kid. It wasn't about you going to hell. It was you were given a gift that's called life and you're going to throw it away. And it was also where Kali was at her biggest. Like, how dare you do something like this to yourself? Okay, and I've shared the story before, and it's because the same person who made me realize that some people 
they can't actually feel that life is worthy is the same person that most likely this reader that I heard talking about some human being, it's most likely that specific individual that I perceive, intuitively speaking, because they're part of my oversoul, is going through something like that. And the way that this reader read it is the way that other people think when people make decisions to stay in different soul age groups than moving into maybe the 5D collective or into the Enlightenment soul age group. But this is the part where the same individual that I'm thinking about, the way that their brain works and the way that they have been brought up and just everything of the, everything that I know of their story makes sense of why they would be in this position. And here's where any human being who wants to, and I, I'm going to get back to the other example of the God, you got a gift, you got life and sins and da-da-da-da. Because there is a difference when you think that you can claim to know why someone should live or die. And you think you have the right to say, I think you're worthy or not. Which is where my one moment of shame was when I was realizing I was casting stones again as a teenager. The black and white thinking. Which grown-ups have. This is where the difference is. I was a teenager in my actual charge state. That's the age. My brain was however it's made and the composure of it. We have grown-ups who are doing still this because they don't know how to do gray, because they do stereotypes and do a lot of other stuff. Okay, so when our oversoul pieces, they decide whatever they're going to stay in, we will know this. We will know it, the mystic person. That is connected in a way of knowing their oversoul through the energetic imprint. I know my oversoul's energetic imprint. If I pick up on somebody, I know who it is. I leave it alone. It ain't my business. I don't need to do anything. Something's happening. Don't matter for me to prove it, not prove it. I don't care. I don't have to do anything. In fact, I learned how not to in time because this is where you know that you're not picking it up because you need to do anything. This is for my 5D mystics. Not the 4D, they think they're out to save people. So if they get it wrong, sometimes they blame themselves, sometimes they're the martyr, sometimes they're superior. They're in separation consciousness without realizing that they're not here picking up Claire's because they need to do anything with them. They're supposed to, quote unquote, they don't realize it because they're enamored with their own light. What you get the opportunity to do when you become active is to, one, Keep harnessing that mental body and now you get to put into practice harnessing your emotional body. Then you're going to get to put into practice putting your physical body into mastery. Then you're going to have those. But see, the valleys in the heart body, you maintain the two. What you get to master are those other three. And this is why the fear thing for me, I know what it is. It doesn't mean it's fun. doesn't mean it's not fun. This is where intuitively I already know. But here's where I'm going to do my due diligence always to get checkups and make sure all is good with my nervous system and da-da-da-da-da. Why? Because I care about living a life with people. (laughs) In fact, now that we have earthquakes going on, I'm, I'm getting great practice with fear. And you know what I I do? Here's where I smile at the lovely Akash field again. Because what happened way back when, two years ago, when was that, 2018 or 19, when we had the pandemic? (laughs) I knew what I was getting the opportunity to do then, and I know what I'm getting. This is when you are one with your own life. 
the way people in spirituality land tell you, you can't ever know. I'm trying to explain it to you. Obviously, I understand some of you might not get it. Again, it's a work in progress. There's no race. And you can always ask me questions. I'm happy to try and explain it again. So right now, because there are big ascension energies, even though the fall is coming, so whatever's been settled in is settling in. So some people, they're settling into what they've consistently chosen or are choosing. Um, they're not moving into their higher self, into more Purusha Prakriti. No, they're staying in the soul age room of choice, which means they're going to stay within the vibration of up and down and all around and da 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 of the movies and back to the story which is related because some of you are going to have people right now that are in this spot and I don't think though you're going to really need to do anything about it because again the people will have already made their choice of what they want to do um, but long story short the story is what the 4D readers take out of context because they use labels. Karmic, third party, evil, not evil. Uh, what is the other one? Selfish, pity party. They don't understand that whether it's a parent, whether it's a romantic interest, whether, whoever, it doesn't matter. If it's a human being and they're not in a space of being open and receptive in equanimity, means you don't have flow state with them. That's a hurt person. Hurt people hurt people. They don't go and get the work. They don't think they have to because there's a lot of aspects we've been talking. I think today I talked to you again about structural dissociation. There are aspects that um, people don't realize they can get help. They don't think of it because they don't know about good trauma information and they're not interested in it because it's not about stigma. The people who want to go, go get help. The people who are not interested are not interested because they are fine and living in survival mode is not something that you'll notice. They don't even believe about the whole your body can heal itself. That's the part they don't understand it. They don't believe in it. They don't believe that emotions matter, that you have an emotional body. I mean, it's okay to me for you not to believe in Reiki because it's energy work, even though the technology proves. <laughs> I mean, there's proof in it. But the theologians, what did they do? The Christian theologians, they went ahead and not. Ah, we're going to claim you're the devil's energy because you ain't got that seal of approval. And there you go. There's one group that's going to demonize those of us who are Reiki masters. And I am a confirmed Catholic. And no, I have no intention of doing anything about anything because I did not go to get any seal of approval. I, I'm not living in the medieval times, nor do I believe actually in that institution knowing a lot of what it does because I mean I do recall Jesus walking with the people and somehow I think they mistook what his words were or something I'm not sure what they thought <laughs> to this day I've always found it very interesting same thing goes with God I mean I didn't learn of a God that had wrath no no I learned of wisdom wisdom means that you don't have wrath Wrath means you have anger, which would mean you're in a threat emotion, which would mean you're going to be blinded, which, you know, God is not going to be in the wrath of anger. 
there might be a way that they're going to be in Kali mode. Yeah, but that's a different story. And actually, that isn't even true. So back to the story of the part about figuring out how some people don't have it in them to want to live life. And the way I got it told by a person who has had a life full of not only unresolved childhood trauma, but also in their own profession and what they saw and what they moved towards and what they moved. And I'm not going to share their story because it's not my right to share. I'm just going to say that there's a beautiful person who did not make their way to their best version. No, the best meaning their purusha prakriti, excuse me, their pure consciousness, their adult self. They stayed there, they stayed whatever we want to say, but they, they chose. They chose based on what made sense and what makes sense and what they feel reality is. This is the part. And they still are a person who has plenty of wisdom to offer. In fact, this word and the words of wisdom were very straightforward, but it was with the tone and with the experience and with the energy of somebody who knew what they were talking about. And that's why I learned to say, oh, okay. It was because of the way they said to me, not everybody can make it, Maria. Some people, they can't. They just can't. And that doesn't mean I was happy about it. No, no. I never am happy when somebody can't make it. But the way they said it made me understand, humanly speaking, what this meant. And in fact, they also gave me a scare at a certain point, which luckily that you know, did not take place. But here's where, fast forward, if I know of a person who will look to the past and feel regretful, but who will also not change what they have chosen, it's this person that I'm thinking about. And when I think of this reader that specifically read for a collective of who they're reading about, the way they read it was very impersonal and insensitive and it was one-sided it was one-sided because of the part that people actually think they can make certain types of claims it's the i've never again got it because it's straightforward that you're not living in somebody else's body or mind that you don't know what they've been through and yet it's so straightforward simple i might add for those assumptions and then people use those stereotypes and the part about moving away from them it's very interesting what uh does not happen but that's where it's a choice. So humanity expands and grows humanity by choosing to be humble and actually know for me to say that you are worthy or not is not a statement. And that's where whether you believe or you don't believe in something, I've seen people in both situations think they can state something without having ever experienced it, that they can, with all of their inner body actually think they can and it's something all people will say oh yeah yeah i've experienced it i experienced it you know and, and you'll hear them talk about how they're misunderstood and, da, 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 and then wait and watch and wait and watch and see what they do the first time somebody does something they don't like 
and how they use their mouth. And, and, and it's, again, not about sharing the experiences because with loved ones we talk about things that happen. So, of course, we're going to talk about people with each other. That's why it's a BS thing, the whole gossip, not gossip. There's always what's behind it. And it isn't what's behind it in a way of adaptive children. A functional adult will know the difference between somebody who's sharing versus somebody who is venting and they're venting in a way where they actually think with all of that anger that they're right and that's the story that they create and that's that part of where the new updated trauma-informed experts when they say reality is subjective when they say you're not living reality and and you hear them sounding more and more like a sad guru which is why those who are oh, what's the generation, the future getting to? They're all soft. We can't do anything anymore. We can't, you know, these two groups, the extreme ones on the other end, they're yelling at those who don't know how to handle what's coming, what's here. Uh, And that's why it's not about convincing anyone. It's about understanding that some people, they just don't actually get it. And that's because they don't want to but it's also because there's not a expanded distribution of that yet. I mean, in a country such as America, we have a museum that teaches creationism. I, I just want to point that out because, you know, Italians talk about them having the Vatican here. Well, what about the U.S. of A. with a museum of creationism that basically says there's no Darwinism? Of course, we have flat earthers. Would you actually think that a place that... This is where I might be woo-woo lady, but it's because of having a relationship with the sphere of energy that neuroscience has learning about and talking about. Physicists are learning and talking about for a long time. It's been now the 4D wants to create all their little conspiracies about what's being hidden, what they're not doing, what they're doing versus using their time to let's make the world a better place for you and for me and the entire human race. There are people living, or there are people dying. If we care enough about the living, let's make it a better place for you and for me. So I'm going to say people spend a lot of their time in drama land with the 4D collective readers, which is where they are okay to be because their attention is not on love. No, no, their attention is on a soap opera because if it was love, then they'd be happy wherever they're at. And they would not be talking about people that they know in ways that are not nice. They wouldn't be teenagers. When you are a 5D collective person, you're not talking about your loved ones uh, like an asshole. To see to us, you're an asshole if you don't know that you don't know what that person's been through or how they think and whether you like it or not, they're still a person. Dehumanizing them is not what makes you more human. No, in fact, it doesn't. So adaptive children, they they play games they don't know they're playing because they have unresolved trauma. They hurt people and they don't actually look twice uh, because they hurt people since they don't know about good therapy and they don't know about good trauma-informed stuff. They think the world's going soft or, you know, they think feudalism is going to come or whatever it is that they want, uh, the conspiracy There's a lot of different ways. The adaptive child, which is an adult, they're just emotionally speaking not adults, and they have, in fact, their way of going to confirmation bias because there's plenty of material out there. Again, we have so many different subject matters. It's uh, quite a beautiful world with the content that has been created. 
thankfully we have 5D educators and that's what I look forward to seeing more of and I know there will be more of because evolution doesn't go backwards so the human species is part of nature our secondary conscious is consciousness is done on purpose the only people who don't realize this are the same who are not proud to be a human being and who think that we are not uh, good basically that we're pieces of shit and they don't understand that when you don't know everything you're going to make mistakes and here's where when you point a finger at anyone you're shaming blaming faulting you're not revenging necessarily but you're for sure not an adult who knows when this consciousness because you just did the i'm going to point a finger and say it's you which means you have somebody that you think is at fault or you're again in separation and there's a finger that's identifying now if you're just identifying oh look i i know that person i'm here i'm i'm here in the now that's it right but if you're pointing and oh i know you you are all these lists of things that i'm going to decide you are in the time that we spent so my past accumulates and then i start to decide that it's going to stay fixed in time that you're this thing so that's when you're no longer present now you assume to know and here's where some people they actually do live their life like that let's put that one to the side but my point is a different one that you can assume to know but if you're a person who wants to get to know the piece of life in front of you you listen to what they say about themselves to you and you don't make assumptions based on your own expectations your own stuff that you want for your life you let them show you what they want in life with you and what not and what they want for their life and you're happy that they're happy and that doesn't mean they're fully happy it means that they are making active choices in every one of those 24 hours of how they're going to spend those 24 hours. And so love is accepting each other for who we are and then allowing each other to feel comfortable to be ourselves. And it does not mean that you're going to be... Um, people think that because you share unconditional love, it means people treat you the way they want to treat you in a sense of it's a bad thing. You know, People who unconsciously love we don't get the bad end of any stick because the whole point of unconditional is there are no demands <laughs> there is nothing that you need to do to have love love is love it's our nature a relationship is with somebody else so it's not about me it's about them meaning i'm going to see what works with that relationship and i'm not asking them to do anything different than what they are this is what secure attachment by the way is now the 5D collective is a bunch of functional adults, FYI. We, we don't go holding score of, oh, I did all these things for you. Now you owe me. <laughs> oh, look, you're breadcrumbing me. That, that, that word breadcrumbing, man, with the six of coins. No one breadcrumbs you. And if you think they are, then you really could say, hey, you know what? I'm out. Um, or you could have what is a conversation. Or you could just not do something. And there you go. Or, or. <laughs> Lots of ors. Really, conversations always work. They give you explanations. So people will talk about things. Now, if they're paying attention to the words you share with them, then they will know why they find themselves in situations. So, for example, those of us who communicate directly, we will inform people of what we appreciate, what we don't appreciate, what we would want more of, what we would want less of. That's what love is. It's directly asking for what you would want 
and then you pick up on the notes. So if you give me silence when I'm asking you to talk, you're telling me you want silence. By the time I get to the third time I've asked you, I'm probably not going to ask you again, and I'm going to go silent. And so the minute you don't want silence anymore, well, guess who's going to need to say, hey, I don't want silence because I, I, I made a mistake, or no, you don't have to say that one. It's just, hey, how's it going? You know, I'd really love for us to talk a little bit more because I really want to do that. So people who want to do that, they, they do do that. People who find themselves in shitholes, they're like, hey, I really need you. People who don't do that, they don't want that. And so that doesn't mean, though, that they're happy about it either. And that doesn't mean that they are going to do something about it. And this is, again, a little bit of this and that. But love is free. It's not strings attached. And when we have people that we know in our oversoul who are not doing happily, in their choices, well, um, it's BS interpretation in the sense of they're not their maximized Purusha Prakriti piece of life. So, of course, it's going to come through in the lovely collective sphere of consciousness because we're going through a transformation because we do every year. And so every year people will address aspects from their past, aspects from their present, They'll have time to contemplate. They'll have time to regret. The aspects they regret, they can actually take action to not regret them. But if they've identified with their role, this is who I am, this is what I'm going to end my life like this, I'm going to be alone, I know it. There's your idiots, they're dead sure. But the reality is that doesn't have to be that way. The minute you say, I would want companionship, is the minute you say, okay, I'm going to go get companionship. And you can have a chit-chat with yourself about it too. People who don't, it's because they don't really want to. They do live their story. But the, por the point and part about living their story is that it's their reality. So this subjective, it is in the presence of a lot of aspects people don't ever consider because they're not taking a look at their emotional body. They're not taking a look at their mental body. They're not contemplating what they are doing in their 24 hours and saying, is there anything that I would like to change? And that's why there's not consciousness because they're not aware of their self. They could be aware, but the awareness is the aspect that they use a narrative instead of awareness. And they just... Um, don't bother. Enough movies give you an identity. I mean, we have so many people that are older. I know plenty of them. They got an identity. And that's because they've decided to build it in time and they actually don't recognize the opportunity to expand consciousness. I've told you about the stories. So when we have love, it's always a tangle. The love buttons and the individuals who are consciousness are not asking people to be in their state of consciousness. This is that aspect of you knowing you're not another person's body, you're not another person's head, and here is respecting also the part about unresolved trauma. And it doesn't mean you don't have conversations where it gets heated and you're upset. And no, this is, this is what people misunderstand when they're not in their 
5D, oneness consciousness. I need to look at a video that talks about Christ consciousness. I'm curious. It's an esoteric one from that esoteric lady, which did the timeline as well. So we are in the midst of, as always, change. And we do have some people who are moving into their newness. Those are you, the 5D collective. You're taking actions. You're embracing new energy. You're embracing new thought processes. You, you're bringing people that you want into your circle. You're repairing. The ones who identify with regret and stay in stagnation, they are not doing anything. And then there are others who have actually gone against their own desires, meaning they didn't do what their instinct told them to do, which is what their love was telling them to do. They chose other, and this is where when Sadhguru gets asked by teenagers, how do we tell our parents what we want to do while respecting them? They don't listen to us, and he says to them, are you telling me you don't want to sacrifice anything to live the life you want? Although he doesn't believe in sacrifice, but again, he's a guru, so he's going to move you beyond what you are presenting and what he means is, are you telling me you don't think you're going to have to give up something? Maybe he says that when you think you can't, you're not going to give up something to live the life you want. He says you're already doing it with respect, which is the mannerisms that they're speaking. But he says, if you're going to live the life you want, then you're going to have to take the position and stand. And so here's where with family, the reason people stay adoptive children is because their karma comes from this lifetime alone. You don't need your other lifetimes, even though when you have other lifetimes in the mix that can support you to make a switch. But the family of origin of your lifetime now counts more than you could ever imagine to get you into your alignment. And people disregard it completely because they don't look at how they feel about themselves as a person and that they should feel great to be their own self and not that they need to change or that they need to save somebody or you know take care and it's not about you not moving into more of you and again here's where others would talk about it with the aspect of consciousness and change because they look at it from a separation what i mean is some people do their enlightenment from a shame button so then they regain their love button. I'm coming from a love button, and that's a person who's not disconnected ever from consciousness. So pure consciousness is unconditional love and awareness of self. And we have flaws and imperfections, and that's it, like anybody else. I'm a human, you're human. And then there's the part about being your own pure energy, prakriti, which is you being able to participate with your nervous system, your embodied brain. It's Human 101 on the HP content. And love is always what we are because that's where we navigate our ventral vagal state. We get to be compassionate Zen masters. So 5D mystics will pick up on their oversoul, but the ones who are stagnating and they're staying in a space, they won't be picked up on because they're not actually expanding consciousness. They're just in their left mode, if you will, and they're not participating with their right mode because they're not going to move one inch. The ones who are expanding, we will know of because their consciousness will make itself known to us. But as I was saying, the 4D collective readers, they read for another type of uh, collective. And that's why I wanted to make this episode, though, for my 5D, because you might have people that are in your life that are going through something 
be nice and be loving and be present, obviously, if they want you to. And that's the part they have to take action. If they want to have a person in their life, they need to, hey, I want to chit-chat. And so to close that one out, this is the part of where one of the individuals that I know, there's plenty other, but that person that I was referencing throughout this channeled guidance has always made it very clear that there is not an interest in expanding any type of in-depth conversations. And so at the end of the day, everything that happens, happens for reasons that we know will have been with actions. The reactions are not reactions. It's just after you tango for so long in certain ways, there's just going to be a specific type of dance we do. And again, for mysticism and clairs, it's picking up on your oversoul, the ones that are still expanding and will continue. And then the collective, which is our lovely 5D collective, continues to expand. All of those who move into other soul age groups. And that's the part of why we have different uh, types of themes that come up, even for us and different types of interactions. It's yearly. Every year we're going to look at something different, and who knows how we're going to keep on transforming. But in the meantime, for the ones who stay where they're at, just watch any movie. Uh, they might eat Ben and Jerry's ice cream. They might just sit and drink their sorrows away, or they might just cut and make that phone call, and it'll be a one-time thing, for example. I mean, there's many different ways, or they'll just justify their means, whatever they've chosen to do, which goes against what they wanted to do. They'll start justifying it. And in all of these areas, they're not going to get any worse. They're just going to stay where they're at. So they don't increase their Purusha or Prakriti bodies. They don't increase their connectedness. They stay in the, here's where when Sadhguru talks about the prisons with gold and da da da, da. So, But they are going to be life just the life that walks with you know one leg but they don't know any different this is where solace is at so in fact for the people who are aware with love we're happy that they're happy they're living their subjective reality they're actually not gonna feel that they need to do anything different they're gonna talk about what they go through as something that is normal because again once you have an identity it's based on a movie even though it's based on what you've been told, it's a reality that, I mean, again, I see people doing this all the time. It's something I don't understand, but I'm a person who has the experience of being aware. And so when you are consciousness, as any one of us can be, and you're a functional adult, here's where you do know, I'm not in another person's body or head. I can vent, I can share, I can be upset, I can be all these things, but I can't ever know what they know about themselves, nor can I make the best decision for them. And here's why we don't meddle with states of consciousness, not for a supernatural punishment of sorts, which is what the people who believe in supernatural when it comes to the energy sphere. Now, we understand, humanly speaking, the 5D collective and ones that get to that enlightenment soul age group, that we are not going to be able to say to you how to do life. You're already doing your life and you're letting us know how you're doing it. And as long as you're telling us that for you that is what life is, we're not going to be telling you no. We're not here to change you to create a codependent, let me change your relationship or let me take care of you. Again, codependent type relationship. We're not here to save you. Again, a codependent relationship. We're not here to ruminate or 
do any of the superhero, supervillain, or no. That's why the 4D collective doesn't understand when they're saying karmics, energy vampires, dark auras, third party, they don't know the words they use in 5D land. They know the words they use for the 4D. But in the 5D, you creating mindful relationships, you understanding that you don't live another person's story and that if they don't want to, like Patrick Tiahan points out, do the work, you're not their parent and you don't need to be doing the work. This is not about breadcrumbing. This is about respecting a person's choice and knowing that if they're happy, they're happy. So people who want to change anything, they will be conscious about it and they will take action because that's what brings about conscious transformation. Please be compassionate and kind. You don't know what people go through. And we'll be back with more. Have a great day.